0: I'm your host, the Bearable Bull, also known as Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Johnny Crypto, also known as the Italian Stallion. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we've got a renowned educator in the crypto space and an honorary member of our 3T warrior family. Waters Above Crypto is in the building to give us all the latest updates with 2023 only three days away. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Almeida research Mm -hmm. is dumping tokens into the open market. I think we lost him. Hey guys, am I still here?
2: No, I can hear him.
0: Okay, perfect. Almeida research is dumping tokens into the open market as Michael Saylor is back to accumulating Bitcoin while David Schwartz was calling out a possible BTC founder, Craig Wright for false statements around the centralization of ripple and the cryptocurrency XRP. The department of justice is muddying the waters around crypto regulation. Now calling several existing cryptocurrencies commodities in an official filing. And with 2023, only three days away, we ask our special guest to break down the details, highlighting why September 15th could be a date for the history books. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So guys, no, I am not undercover this morning. I am having some technical issues, but we still brought all the good information, Johnny Crypto. So let's get this thing started with a quick hello. How you feeling,
2: my friend? And thank you for being here. Well, Abs, I'm doing great. It's great to actually have you back. Uh, we're really happy to see you in the house. Also great to have one of our special guests back. One of, one of our the original OGs when we started the show, Waters Above Crypto. Thank you, brother, for joining us. I also want to, as always, shout out to our, our warriors out there. Good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys for showing up every single day. I'm excited, Abs. We are having technical difficulties. We can't see you. We just lost Godzilla. But we'll get it together. We're get, nothing's going to stop us, boys. We'll keep it going.
0: It's like Mark Yusko says, Johnny, you can judge an idea based on how big their enemies are. Well, the elites are attacking us this morning because we brought <laughs> that great information. Waters above crypto. Thank you for being here. Of course, it's Saturnalia. So happy Saturnalia, my friend. And how you feeling?
1: I'm feeling amazing. Thank you so much for having me back on.
0: Thank you, Waters. Always excited to have you here. And I just saw we got Gonzo back in the live chat. So, Gonzo, before we get the show rocking and rolling,
3: how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sorry, I had technical issues. All of a sudden, it cut out. I couldn't like hear you guys, but it didn't look like I was frozen. So, uh, super excited to be here. Uh, anytime that uh, Waters is with us, uh, it's a great time. He just totally blows your mind. And uh, yeah, so excited to talk about different stuff.
0: Awesome, guys. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin fear and greed index is in moderate fear. As you can see, has not moved in several months. So let's get right past this and into the total coin market cap. This morning, we're sitting below $800 at $797 in total market cap. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. Bitcoin is sitting at 16,600. Ethereum, 1,200. XRP is 35 cents. Cardano is trading at a quarter. Chainlink is about $6. And Quant Network is $112. Waters above. I want to go right back to you this morning because I was watching your video from six days ago and you made some very interesting predictions about 2023. But where I'd like to start is your Bitcoin price chart prediction. You're anticipating a little bit of bearish momentum at the beginning of 2023. Why don't you fill our listeners in?
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, essentially, I'm seeing that this idea of the bottom should be in its finality by the full moon of February. So for anyone who's unaware of my work, I really kind of focus a lot on the energy of the market, depending on the lunar cycles. So when we have full moons, we tend to have a more bearish energy. When we have a new moon, we tend to have a more bullish energy. And into early February, we'll be having a full moon. And I anticipate as we push through that time frame into the end of February, we'll start to see a relief rally, actually, in the crypto market. And um, this will be akin to what we saw back in 2018 for Bitcoin when it bottomed out very early into the beginning of 2018. And then it had a relief rally going all the way up into the 2019 June kind of summer summer time frame. So I I believe it's going to be a very similar repeat fashion. It'll obviously be a little bit different for the overall market because we have a lot more cryptos today. We have a lot more access to onboarding money into this market with all these apps and, you know, different, different ways to actually invest now versus back in 2018, 2019. But Yeah, I essentially anticipate we're going to see the very low energy in the market coming into the the beginning of this year. So that's very soon. That could be within the next two weeks. And then February overall is when I'm anticipating the stock market to actually kind of fulfill out its uh, correction at this time. And then it's going to move up probably into March, April. And this has everything Oh, I was just going to finish that off with saying this has everything to do with the next eclipse. And that'll be in April 20th.
0: And I'd actually like you to speak to that just a little bit more because we have some key dates coming up at the end of this month. I believe you mentioned December 29th. You were anticipating some bearish momentum. Before we talk about specific projects like XRP and Cardano or whatever else you'd like to address, can you just address what you're seeing on the Bitcoin price chart? Because 13000 that could be a level I'm watching.
1: Yeah. And I agree. I think that if we're going to see another leg down for Bitcoin, it's most likely somewhere between 13 and 14 and specifically probably 13,700. And there's a lot that goes into that. But essentially when you look at the prior cycle and that was everything from almost $20,000 down to $3,100, if you were to pull a Fibonacci retracement tool from that swing high to that swing low in a logarithmic chart, and you set the logarithmic scale uh, settings on that actual fib pull. You're going to be seeing that this like golden pocket territory between the six one eight and the seven eight six is fulfilled, kind of in that, you know, lower. 10 12 13000 range. So for me I'm anticipating just a technical pullback, nothing out of the ordinary. And a- another thing to be said here is if we were to take another leg down below 15000 into the 13000 area, I think it's going to be short-lived. It's probably going to be a very quick uh, uh it's probably going to be a bear trap. So it's going to trap people in at thinking and anticipating we're going to start to go to 10 and lower uh, when in actuality, this move that we're seeing with Bitcoin from 69,000 all the way down to uh, potentially 13 is uh, what Bitcoin always does. It's always done this every single cycle Um, for it to start breaking down lower than that. uh, There's not really a whole bunch of technicals in play. And if and again, anything's possible in this matrix, if it was to start doing such a thing, get ready to what's going to happen to the altcoin market, because that's going to be frightening.
0: Well, no surprise here, Waters, as we got some breaking news in the mainstream media. As Michael Saylor was rumored to be dumping up to 183,000 Bitcoins. There was rumors earlier this week that uh, that his firm was going to be letting go of a ton of crypto. Well, look at this news we got this morning. Turns out the exact opposite took place as MicroStrategy just bought another 25.
2: 25- okay. Maybe now we lost them. Can you guys hear them? Or did we overall them?
0: sentiment. Oh, ah, sorry. I'm back, guys. Sorry about that. Johnny Crypto, it's been a while since we talk about the overall sentiment in the market. And when you look at people accumulating Bitcoin, we've got Kathy Woods and now Michael Saylor added to that list. Do you believe we're close to the bottom or is this some more misdirection from the mainstream media?
2: Well, it's really funny. man. I was reading all the comments here and everybody's passion, Saylor, saying, oh, he bought more. That means we're going to go down because he always buys the top. And I think they were just busted on him. But you know, the reality is I do think we're close to the bottom, but we talked about this yesterday on the show. Abs, I know you weren't here. And uh, we did mention that we did think a low could be around 12,700. So almost pretty much right where the waters is saying somewhere in that 13,000 range-ish, you know, is where I think everybody thinks we'll go. I think, you'll, you know, I put a poll out there and a lot, a lot of people said they would be buying at 10,000, which means we're probably never going to get to 10. The elites won't let you get there because that's when the, when the masses want to buy. Um, but it'll probably get close to that. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if 12 or 13 is there. And I think Sailor's looking at it as he's got a long-term view, a 50 to 100 year look on on, on this for his, his self and his family, his investment in Bitcoin. So whether he buys at 16 or 13, I don't think he cares. When he believes somewhere down the road, Bitcoin is going to be 250,000, 500, maybe even a million. It really doesn't matter if you're buying at 13 or 16, if what he believes to be true is going to come true, right?
0: Thank you, Johnny, and I'd love to get some thoughts from Waters as well. Waters, we always talk about how Bitcoin could be used as the catalyst to bring in regulation and convince the general public that decentralized currencies are actually bad for the market. Here's some interesting news that we found this
3: morning. We lost him again, right?
2: Yeah, he's. he's, I think he's... He's going in and out. Oh, over I'll wait
3: here. till he comes back. So, but yeah, like 13, I, obviously my TA comes from uh, Waters Above. That's where I learned it from. But um, see, that's why I was saying before, I think uh, we talked about it a few days ago, Johnny, is uh, my bottom is 13.7. I think there's a, a lot of, if you look at the chart, a lot of support resistance there at that level. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, I took that from the monthly chart. That's exactly where it's at, 13.7. So that's kind of what, what I'm looking at.
0: Thank you, Gonzo. And we got some interesting news yesterday as groundbreaking news for Bitcoin. For the first time in history, the majority of Bitcoin's block production is controlled by only two entities. Out of the last 1,000 Bitcoin blocks, 520...
3: We keep losing him.
2: Yeah, he keeps going in and out So, Jordan,
3: let let me ask you a question then. Let me just ask you a question, Jordan. So, we know that... um, So, going back to, like, last year... Um, you know, like the whole Terra Luna ritual that happened, right? And then you called the um, the eclipse of November 7th and 8th, right? We're in a lunar cycle uh, and that was a huge correction, but we were all expecting it. You guys prepared us all for that. Can you talk a little bit about what you expect for next year as we rotate out of the lunar cycle, going into like the solar cycle with the eclipse that's happening in April, like kind of what you expect?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, first and foremost, we have that solar eclipse that's going to be on the 20th of April, moving into a lunar eclipse shortly after, somewhere around May 5th. Uh, so that's kind of the energy timeframe that I'm anticipating us to get to gravitate to the upside. And then I think after that eclipse, we're going to actually have another like sell in May walk away moment where the whole market's going to keel over into September, October, November, specifically probably around October. And the reasoning for that is because when I study the seven-year cycle that I've talked about on this channel so many times, the, the Shemitah cycle, when we study that, it takes one year after the end of the Shemitah for us to see the stock market bottom out. And that's historical data that goes back over a century. Okay. So it's undeniable. Now, one year after the Shemitah would be September 15th of 2023. So that's in perfect alignment with like kind of my thesis that I think there's going to be a September, October, potentially even into November timeframe. And we have to be open-minded to this window because again, either we're specifically talking about cryptocurrency or we're talking about the market as a whole. And after this cycle, I think Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies at the the top market cap ones are now just going to be part of the conversation. You know, they use the 2021 cycle to essentially like teach the masses in the world of what crypto is and how it's going to be you know looked at and we see the layout in the background you know they they've they've shared the infrastructure with ISO 222. this isn't a secret anymore is what i'm trying to say but i just want to be clear to everyone that when we're getting into these so-called predictions about what's going to happen tomorrow or in the future we need to be open minded to a window of time so for me i think when we look from like April till June, we're probably going to see a pretty beautiful relief rally somewhere upwards of like 200 to 400% gains on a lot of these cryptos. And then we're going to see the whole market actually roll over. And when we have this rollover moment, and I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news, but that could be the time where we actually see uh, cryptos go even deeper than, than they are now. And the reasoning behind that is because the altcoins only do well after Bitcoin has had a halving and after Bitcoin has had a price discovery to the upside. That's the only time we've ever seen altcoins do good. So until Bitcoin actually breaks 70K, we're probably just going to continue to see a slow drain of the altcoin market.
3: So Jordan, when it comes to like Wyckoff, what you're describing, would that be kind of Uh, an automatic rally. And then as we go down, kind of creating that spring as we go into the next bull run.
1: Correct. And there's so many different schematics to look at with Wyckoff method. That's actually like my main teaching as you're well aware. And I teach this in my mastermind, in my crypto mastermind course, which by the way, is actually on sale now to the end of the year. So if anyone's interested in learning more about my methods, it's watersabove.com. But yeah, that Wyckoff method automatic rally or automatic reaction that you just exposed, like that is essentially what I'm anticipating. And the reason why it's in alignment with the sentiment, as uh, Abs almost, I think Abs was kind of bringing it up to Johnny before, or you, the sentiment tends to get so, so depressed and in a level of anxiety, and where the average retail investor gives up. And when the average retail investor starts to give up, the, the the market maker knows this. In Wyckoff method, you call it Composite Man or Comp Man. Comp Man knows that he wants to drain you emotionally right before he catches you in a reversal. So they mm-hmm. want people to think this market is a scam. They want you to think it's all a bunch of nonsense, and then they do this automatic rally. And the really deceiving and trick the, the trickery behind the um, automatic rally is it's not a new all time high. It's just another lower high and it fucking confuses people, you know, they're not anticipating. And that's why like our communities are going to do really, really well on this relief rally because we have the TA on our side, like the people that, uh, and I'm not trying to go negative here, but the people that disregard TA and they say, it's not, it's, it's uh, useless. And well, if you look at all the automatic rally cycles, you're going to see that the market just moves up into the 0.5 Fib or up to the golden pocket. So it's like, why are we saying TA doesn't work? That was your saving grace. Because if you didn't catch that, if you weren't able to catch the 0.5 Fib or up to the golden pocket, guess what? You're shit out of luck waiting another two years watching everything go lower. So why wouldn't you want to like use this time right now while the markets are in these conditions to educate yourself? It's not even that difficult. You know, you could watch a couple of my red pill podcasts over on Patreon. You could learn it because I'm doing it six different times every single week for the whole month. And you're getting all these examples of how to use the Fibonacci retracement tool. It's so simple, you know, but it's so effective. And, And the answer to success is simplicity.
0: Johnny yeah. Crypto, I'd love to see if I can get a question before the elites cut me off here. But one of the things we've been addressing on this channel is how March 20th, 2023 is when ISO protocols go into full effect. But we know that full implementation is going to be March 10th of 2025. It's very interesting how the banks are corresponding. We covered in a really, really great article that central banks are going to be holding 1% of their tier one capital in cryptocurrencies by January 1st. 2025. And that fits perfectly into the adoption of assets when it comes to on-demand liquidity. So I'd love to hear what you're hearing from an esoteric or dramatic front. Do these dates stick out to you as well? Or is it just something that's (laughs) random?
1: No, this date is amazing. So uh, can you go back to that picture actually? Um, Okay. So from a numerology standpoint, this is a very important date. Um, I don't really know too much. I haven't had the moment to look into the astrology or any of that just yet, but I could just play with the numbers here. Okay. So we're in the Hebrew year of 5,783. And when you add five plus seven plus eight plus three, that equals 30, uh, 23. So you have the number 23 in the Hebrew year. We're also going to be in the Gregorian year of 2023, which we would just abbreviate with the 23. And then this is March 20th. And if you wrote this date internationally, it would be 320 or 32. Because in numerology, you remove the zero. If you wrote, uh, sorry, it would be 23. So it would just be 23 again, no matter how you look at it. It's 32 and, and 23 and Bitcoin and Gematria equals 23. Um, mm. I mean, everything about money and fiat typically is coming back to these similar, these similar numbers. So 23 is a very powerful number. And the fact that it's correlated to this word Jubilee, which again, in Gematria That's where I'm getting that uh, all from. It's kind of difficult to do this without showing people uh, the charts. But if they watch my videos on YouTube, you could you could see it. It's usually the first 10 minutes of my video. I'm breaking this stuff down. But the long and short of it is the number 23 is a huge repeating number throughout this entire year. And the fact that this is the alleged ISO 222 date is not weird. And one last thing I'll say is if you look at the numbers 20022, this is three twos. Again, another way of showing you the 32 and the 23. So it's all coded in even XRP equals 30, uh, 23 in uh, a as well.
2: Yeah. So it seems like the year of BTC and X XRP. Hopefully I got a question for you, Jordan. So a lot of times we hear that. Well, so it sounds like maybe we're due for some kind of a pump somewhere in this first quarter. It sounds like of the year and then maybe a roll off uh, going into next year, but we've always heard at least historically about nine months to a year before the halving is when you really start to get the momentum to go back up again. Not that we actually go up, but you start seeing that momentum go up. Do you believe that is true? So is it, you know, if we're looking at a halving sometime in the March of 2024, do you think sometime towards the end of 2023 is where we start to see, you know, somewhere in there, Bitcoin bottoms out and then we start to get that in advance as uh, as we were sharing here? Let me see if I can share the screen. Um that kind of gives you the the lead in before you get into the next bull run, which looks, you know, the chart will typically look something like this. Do you think that this stealth phase starts to happen sometimes towards the end of Q3 2023 again?
1: So, no, not. I mean, it's kind of difficult because I don't know what this chart is. And this is looking at something from a perspective uh, without it's not really showing me the whole picture here and i i would just do better looking at a bitcoin chart and answering answering it directly off of that but anyways i know what you're asking and to give an answer based off of what you're asking what we're probably going to see is a, a spring in wyckoff which could be lower lows for the entire market um and that could include the stock market as well then what we're going to potentially see is uh an SOS phase, which is called sign of strength. And this sign of strength phase typically happens after the halving. But the window of time, as you mentioned, between the having and price discovery is actually pretty damn short. But that's how mm. bull runs are, right? Bull runs are short. They're short. They're violent. They have these blow yeah. off tops. It is what it is. Um, and crypto, crypto bull runs are pretty awesome because we get a Bitcoin rally and then we get an altcoin rally. And it's just... You know, in this last cycle we had, it's like they shared the same rally almost. And it was because Mm -hmm. of that C-scam crash. If we didn't have that March 2020 2020 crash, we probably wouldn't have seen the market create the same exact structure. But the fact that it did, it was amazing because it gave us like a double dipping moment. Uh, You know, it's very rare we get a second chance for a bottom with that much extension. So the, the, the answer here is that I'm still anticipating Bitcoin to play the four-year cycle as it always does. That puts us kind of into the fulfillment of price discovery probably by the end of 2024 or the beginning of 2025. So we still have a, a ton of accumulation time. But the yeah. one thing that's part of this conversation is how will regulation go between now and then? I don't think bitcoin's necessarily going to be caught up in that as much as a lot of other things will. And that's the problem here is too many people are thinking bitcoin is going to somehow go away or it's it's not the, the whatever and like we've had so many interviews when we get into that kind of energy, you know, and we the the best way that I've been able to discredit it all is through just looking at how the last cycle went. Because during the last cycle, when Bitcoin was trading at $7,000, people had the same kind of energy. And then we watched Bitcoin go to almost 70000 So it was the same kind of energy of people saying Bitcoin's going to zero, Bitcoin's bullshit, it's not the, you know, this, that, and the third. But actually, you need Bitcoin in order to even have these altcoin cycles. When you look at every time, it's been a repeating cycle. And I don't want to go like and create some new theory based off of, you know, uh, whatever somebody on Twitter is saying, I just have the charts to prove everything. Yeah. So hey, I hope that the- I hope that thoroughly answers your your question.
2: Yeah. Actually, just to wrap that up, I follow up on that, and then we'll move into the next topic. Um, I have a in terms of what we're hearing, people say is in the past, you know, it was just a normal bit cycle, you know, every four years. Now with this one, we're hearing it's different because you've got utility actually coming on main online. You've got regulation that can be coming a lot more attention from regulars in Congress than in the past bull cycles. Um, And there's some folks out there saying we're not going to get a bull cycle anymore. It's going to be more of just a utility cycle, which won't be as big of a blow off as we've seen in the past. Do you agree with that or do you think we're just going to continue along the same normal thing? And even though regulation may happen and, you know, SEC coming after people, do you think it will just be a or do you think it will be different this time around?
1: I I think Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to continue to do what they usually do, which is Mm -hmm. not these insane, crazy rallies anymore. But we got to remember, Bitcoin's already done it. Bitcoin went Mm -hmm. from less than a fucking penny Mm -hmm. to 70,000. So nothing is even comparable to that. So Bitcoin's already shined. It already has done what it's needed to do. Um, So now Bitcoin's kind of moving into this like more security. Not I'm not talking about a security by that terminology i just mean it's a more secure play it's a more safe play in the portfolio so you look at it
0: um i think a good example of that is when joe rogan was talking about cryptocurrencies on his massive platform he does what 12 million weekly downloads and he was referring to the entire market as bitcoins so i really think it does just go to show not only how early (laughs) we are but the fact that guys like joe rogan can't figure out that all of these have different use cases and, and they're not the same thing
1: Yeah, um, well, that's a good point. And I think so ETH and Bitcoin are going to do what they always do. And the reason why comes back to mythology. And I don't have the time to explain that right now. So people could just follow my work if they want to learn more. But for the sake of saving time on your show. I think the ISO tokens are going to be a very interesting thing to pay attention to, because if you're looking at them right now, they look horrible on the charts. We're seeing Algorand break again to the lows. Like Algorand is trading at lows that are as as low as the C-scam crash back in March 2020. That's horrible. So when we look at things from a charting and technical analysis perspective, like a lot of these ISO tokens are looking like dog shit. And that's actually intriguing to me because I'm open-minded. You know, I'm open minded to what's going to be going on in the future. But to now answer the question in a multifaceted perspective, yes, I think uh, Bitcoin and ETH are going to do kind of the similar thing where they're going to enterprise discovery, but it's going to be diminishing returns, which means Mm -hmm. less losses after their blow off tops. But now I always think we're going to have speculation so that that there's going to be projects that do 100,000 percent gains in the next cycle. They're going to be you know cuz that's how this market works it's fake it's like all just it's like it's fairy dust so you can make this shit happen with very little money if you just catch it at the right time um yep. i think we're going to be able in 2025 to take a measured move off of lows all the way up to all time highs and see coins hitting 50,000%, 70,000 just like the last cycle i just wow. think what we're going to what we're going to learn is that There are going to be coins that do the same thing they did this time where they lose another 95 to 98%. So you're going to have to play them like very, very cautiously and conservatively. I don't think we're going to have another Bitcoin, though. Bitcoin is the only Bitcoin. I I think that's over the ability for something to go from a penny up to tens of thousands of dollars and then maintain structure and continue lower highs and continue higher highs. That's it. That's done. That's a Bitcoin play only. Um, So until we start seeing coins pull that off, I think the market in this recent cycle has already proved what it's about. Bitcoin is the sun. Bitcoin is like the energy, the power plant of the market. Ethereum is the ether. And again, that gets into the mythologies. I think actually Ethereum is going to be the most interesting coin throughout the next cycle because we haven't even gotten to the conversation of tokenization of the stock market. And that's coming.
0: And it's fascinating. Who do you you think is going to do that? Yeah. Ethereum. You know,
1: like what, what, what blockchain do you think is capable of doing that? I'll let everyone answer it, you know? So that, that's, that's a whole other part of the conversation that I can't wait to get into in 2023. Cause along with regulation, along with some of these like restructuring things that are going to happen, we might be watching some big changes in the, on the global stage, just with the stock market and tokenization of the stock market, I think, is, is a game changer. and Very rarely do we hear people talk about it.
0: And I think a good lesson for everybody who's just getting into this market with the Algorand news you brought up is the fact that everyone was saying that token was going to move during the World Cup. And what did we see? We saw a price run leading up to the event. The minute the World Cup kicked off, Algorand's price began to dump, and we've dumped all the way to below a quarter now, so no big surprises there. Buy the rumors, sell the news. The market always does the same. We got 440 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to get into our XRP content for today because Dr. Craig Wright was criticizing XRP and specifically our quote-unquote...
2: Uh-oh. Did we lose him again? I think we lost him again. Abs, when you come back, um, feel free to hop right back in. But uh, yeah, so this was a very interesting tweet yesterday. As Abs was saying, Dr. Craig Wright was bashing. He just went out bashing uh, Joel Katz out there in, in the yeah. XRP community. Abs, can you hear me? Are you back? Yes, I
0: can hear you. Sorry about this, guys. But Jordan, I'd oh, yeah. love to get a quick – or Waters, I'd love to get a quick question from you because one of the misconceptions is the amount of transactions that can be processed per second – by XRP. So I actually went and did a little bit of research this weekend, and I found that XRP, according to Joel Katz, aka David Schwartz, is capable of processing 10,000 transactions per second before slowing down. Now, Craig Wright is actually claiming otherwise, stating that, for instance, XRP can only do 1,500 transactions per second, when the reality is it can only sustain 100 transactions per second on a good day. I'd love for you to speak to the misconceptions going around. We've seen Michael Saylor, Jim Kramer, Kathy Woods, many of the big
1: what is this guy a doctor of? <laughs> doctor That's of fun.
3: I, I think he's yeah. a doctor of fun.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna put I that saw. in front of my I'm gonna put that in front of my my handle. Dr. Waters above.
2: Yeah. <laughs> love it. That is fantastic for sure. I'm so sorry about
1: the technical difficulties. Jordan, my question was this. Why do
0: you believe so many people are out (laughs) criticizing XRP right now? Michael Saylor, Kathy Woods, the list goes on and on. We talked about ADA's founder, Charles Hotskinson, also criticizing XRP. Why do you believe that to be the case? Craig Wright, he should not even care about what Ripple's doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that I've exposed to the world is that all these people have handlers like all these YouTube, all these Twitter accounts, they're not ran by these actual people. This is all just to like, this is all just for, for uh, theatrics. You know what I consider this? This is like politics. It's like professional wrestling. Like this is like Stone Cold, I mean, Cold Steve Austin. This is like Stone Cold Steve Austin trying to tell you about the, you know, the rock. We're, we're listening to Stone Cold talk about the rock right now.
2: Johnny, that's all this. That's all this is to me. What the rock is cooking? Yeah, that's that's all
1: this. That's all this shit is to me. Like honestly, at the end of the day, like none of this transactions and all this stuff actually even matters because. i'll And I know that's like a clear pill for a lot of people, but here's what it is: all people really give a shit about with this market is will I make money. So when we get into all these tokenomics and all this like transaction speed and what, you know, paperwork of what governments allow and what banks and central banks and the regulate, you know, we start getting into a language that like is super, super, super niche. And you want to know what will help XRP go up in value if more people bought it. Like, and that's all people actually care about. So the FUD that comes in needs to, and this is a very like my, what I'm telling you right now is important. Okay. Okay. The FUD that comes in about XRP has to be about the one thing that it actually has over all the other fucking coins. That's it. So you're going to be getting all this attack specifically on its, its, its fundamentals and its use case and what it's capable of doing. That's going to be the attack. And the same thing comes from the XRP army going after the Bitcoin maxis. It's the same fucking game. They talk shit about how slow it is, how expensive the fees are, this, that, and the third, but look at the performance of the chart. So for same, me, same it's with like, Ethereum. Exactly. Like what are, you, exactly, like, what are you what are you here to do? And I think as investors, which most people here are just investors, you're not blockchain, you know you're not working in computer science. You're, not co- you're probably not a professional coder for a blockchain company. I mean, if you are awesome, but in actuality, you're probably here to just learn how to develop a better investment thesis. And you're interested in what the guests have to say about you know what can actually promote you to develop a better investment thesis. But ultimately, you're here to see a, a dollar amount that you put in grow to a larger dollar amount later on. You know, that's what we're all here yep. for. So I think all this FUD that's going to come in on XRP is going to be isolated directly at its uh, abilities, um, you know, because they know it's going to pop off someday. And the day that it pops off, they're going to all be like, you know, it's a, just another one of those moments. So again, Dr. Craig Wright, whatever, man.
0: Of course, we're biased when it comes to XRP, or at least I am, Abs, me specifically. But one of the things I always cover is the fact that after this SEC lawsuit, Bank of America has already stated they're going to begin leveraging RippleNet for on-demand liquidity. And ever since that article has came out, we've had people like Michael Saylor, uh, you know, the names I just listed, all the biggest names in the industry, Jim Cramer, all the mainstream media is coming out and promoting XRP or putting it in the same category as FTT, all these shitcoins, Terra Luna, all the projects they've, that have already collapsed, they're referring to XRP in the same category, and it's not a coincidence, Johnny Crypto. Obviously, the one cryptocurrency that we believe has the most connections behind the scenes when it comes to banking, they are criticizing in the mainstream media. And Jordan just brought it up right here. Once the price moves, that's when retail is going to say, wow, now I want to get involved in this project. So the only job of the mainstream media right now is to prevent people like us from experiencing that generational wealth. So why don't you close, it up, close us out here, and we'll roll into our next topic. Johnny Crypto, sorry.
2: Okay, yeah. So that's pretty much how it works, right? You know, I wish I could find the meme, but I don't have enough time to grab it. But there's a beautiful meme out there that shows people are willing to buy, um, you know, actually, you sit on Cardano, you sit on XRP, where they're willing to buy Cardano at $3, right? There's a huge line of people lined up to buy it at $3. And the line to buy it at $0.20 is empty, right? So nobody wants to buy it. You know, it's just so it's so interesting because I don't even call these things the crypto market or the stock market. I call it the emotional market. This whole game is played on your emotions. They know 100 percent exactly how you're going to react. And so that's why the chart I was showing earlier is all based on emotions and how, um, you know, a, a, a price will typically take off. It's all that's that's why
1: they want people looking at that Twitter shit. They want people getting giving those, they want people giving uh, Craig Wright and they want people giving David Schwartz all their energy. That's all they want. Like they know that this is how this works. It's all sentiment, like you said, and it's all about the energy you give it. So, like, the more time that people are giving that Twitter shit their energy, the less time they're actually developing a skill. And that's what's making the world in the state of consciousness that it's at today. And there's nothing wrong with like, if you can utilize Twitter as a research and development, you know, tactic, and it is capable of helping you develop a better and stronger and, you know, more solid uh, thesis then great. That's that's awesome. But to me, a lot of that shit just looks like wrestling. It looks like professional wrestling. It's just contracted and they're paid off accordingly. And they get probably promote. Like, honestly, it's a promotion tool. Like, think about it with that Andrew Tate guy. Andrew Tate's promotion tool is his controversy. He's more popular with the more ridiculous shit he says. So it's the same thing with Craig Wright. Craig Wright is nobody. He's he's coming out saying that he invented Bitcoin and all this shit. Dude, come on.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: He's just there there to kind of give that kind of negative prana to the world. And then, you know, and it acts accordingly. It does what it does. It's like flat earth. It's the same shit. You talk about flat earth and it's just division. It's left versus right. No, this, that. It's like it's politics. It's it's literally professional wrestling.
0: And Johnny, yeah, can I think it's opinions there. all day, but when you look at this list right here, this is Ripple Net committee members, and we've got some of the largest banking institutions on the planet. Whether it's Bank of America, Santander, you can go through the list yourselves. We've got Brazil, Singapore, India, UK, and several other prominent uh, financial markets on this list. But Gonzo, I know you had a comment. The floor is yours, my friend.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say it's all a distraction. You know, Coach JV talks about this all the time. Um, it's there to distract you, you know, instead of um, getting tired of the distraction, like Waters, just saying, learn a skill, learn how to read a chart, learn support and resistance, learn how to do a fib pull, right, or a bear fib pull, so you know where you can get into your entries. Learn about trends and where we're at, so you know when to get into the market, and then you also know when to get out of the market, right? Invest in yourself, because that's what it's really all about.
2: Yeah. And, you know, just to build on that, it's funny that, you know, Ward has brought up wrestling and WWE because we talk about that all the time on this show that it's all about WWE. You're just watching a show. You know, when it's Congress, it's political theater, anything else, it's all WWE. And, you know, as Coach always says, they all got us looking that way, but you have to know to be looking that way. And what we tried to do is we understand that because this is an emotional play, if you let the emotions, get the best of you, you will absolutely lose this game because it is rigged to play on emotion. And that's why here at the Academy, what we're doing is we worked on creating an app that's going to help you take some of those emotions away. We want to take emotions out of the game because if you take emotions out of the game, then, and you follow, you set an exit strategy and you follow it, that's going to help you beat the game. As Coach always says, if you know the game, you know, know the game so you can't get played. So with that said, folks, We're going to show you a way that you can do that and get the emotions out of the game.
0: Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and, more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto mute button got you there guys, but Waters, I'd love to go back to you really quick and get some insight onto the date of September 15th. I know that you broke it down in your previous decode. I'd love to, for you to explain it to our listeners.
1: Yeah, of course. So September 15, 2023 is Rosh Hashanah. And that is the Hebrew New Year. And that plays a very significant role in the way that markets operate. And again, this is because we're not only looking at the, the Gregorian calendar, as most people, you know, most people in the world pay attention to, we're including another calendar. And throughout the history of the stock market, you'll see that the Hebrew calendar, the Hebrew calendar actually has more significance than the Gregorian calendar. Um, Using both combined makes it very, very powerful. And to essentially um, get to the bottom of that September 15th date, it will be one year after the Shemitah, the seven-year cycle that me and Coach JV have been talking about now for almost two years now, every time we get together. Um, So the Shemitah ended in September 26th of this year, and it will... Actually, we will have the one year uh, of it f- of its finality as the Jubilee year um, coming up in next September. And the Jubilee year that we're in right now is super special because this comes around once every 50 years. So the last time we experienced this was in the early 70s. Um, and if you remember what the early 70s were like, we had the Nixon shock, we had the 1973 yep. to 1975 recession. I mean, there was a lot of inflation going on at the time. So as I cool. teach people, like there's nothing new under the sun. This market moves in a cyclical nature, and we're back here 50 years later, just watching it all happen again. So the the 2023 year that we're moving into shortly is a is a very important one for getting kind of just steady and, and prepared for the next, you know, cycle, if you will. And it's a preparation phase and an accumulation phase more than it is anything else.
3: Um, Jordan, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. So you started off the year with the uh, Super Bowl prediction. You did a video on it. It kind of came down to the Tiger and the 15. That's how you predicted that. Uh, I know you're not into sports, but the Rams ended up winning. There were some numbers that on that side of it. And then I know I told the group about it for the World Cup. It was kind of the same thing. <laughs> I was on that line. It was hella cool. You were doing the live. Yeah. Somebody brought up the World Cup. You started breaking it down. We had the 15 France. And you're like, I don't think France is going to win. And they ended up losing. So I thought yeah. that was really awesome. So the question is, have you started to do some decodes for next year? Are we going to see things kind of like similar with that? Maybe with the rabbit or, or what yeah, have you yeah. seen so far for next year?
1: Great question. So I actually introduced to my community that I'll be doing three decodes that I'm pre- planning to space out probably between January and February. And I'm going to be kicking off the, de- the first decode for the year of the water rabbit. So that'll be the Chinese New Year that happens on January 22nd. And then the next one I'm probably going to come out with as soon as I can is the Super Bowl decode, because I know so many people are into sports and I don't watch sports like I can't name a single athlete. I don't mm-hmm. I actually perp- I I think it's been helpful with my decodes because I, I go into it with no bias. I don't have a favorite yeah. team. I don't I don't really care about it. Um, but yeah, like you said, I was able to take this esoteric code and apply it accordingly to be able to see how some of these events will unfold. And now it's more just fun for me. But then the other decode that I have coming out is on Genesis, the book of Genesis. And. That is like one of the craziest decodes that I started uh, working on. And I know a lot of people are just interested in it from a perspective of the Gnosis, like just learning more about how to decode the Bible. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing those three decodes. And as you know, I'm going to continue to come out with stuff in, uh, here and there. But one thing to say, and maybe this could lead up to other questions, is remember the Economist cover that came out called Down the Rabbit Hole? Yes. Okay. So that down the rabbit hole cover was showing you Bitcoin, Ethereum, the cash logo. It was showing you even Cardano and it was the Alice in Wonderland, right? It was the, it was the white rabbit. Well, we're moving into the year of the, of the, of the rabbit. Okay. So this is super important uh, to consider. And that's going to be a lesser point in my decode that I'm coming out with, because we already all know about that. And I've already decoded that a bunch like on my live streams. But you know, it's really funny, like you see Cardano is like and Ethereum are jumping down the hole and like Bitcoins on the sidelines dancing (laughs) and the cash is on the sidelines dancing. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's a crazy th- and you see the serpent and all that like this is so much symbolism So I just want people to be aware that these elites that make all of this stuff Like they're giving it to you actually to decode. There is no secrets You know, if you read the gospel of thomas Even jesus christ directly says like there is no secrets It's all there in symbolism and it is up to you to have the eye to see And what jesus is saying is not the eyes not the two eyes. It's the pineal gland you need to be able to decode symbology. So that's what my work I'm I'm like really focused on this 2023 year to just give as much symbology as possible and decode and help the world with that. Cause you know, my last three or four live streams, I've been just going ham on the on the on the symbology for people. Just because I want people to be able to use this so that they can decode the Super Bowl on their own. You know, they could decode all of this stuff on their own. And the more this gets spread, the more powerful we all get as as beings. So This Economist cover was given to you far in advance to prepare you for what's about to come in the year 2023. Have no mistake about it. Um, Now, you know, I I believe even just looking at it from a normal person's perspective, you're going to see so much of what's going on here. You see dancing going on and you see coins just jumping down that hole. So. (laughs) Get ready, get ready, because I think this is, uh, I think what that symbol, uh, the last thing I'll say, I think the symbol of watching ETH jump down the hole is actually showing you the uh, drainage of the ERC-20 shitcoin market. That's what that means. That doesn't necessarily mean Ethereum is going to zero or Ethereum is dead. It means that the I think the shitcoin market is going to go away. And in our next cycle, it's going to be much, much, much more difficult to have like, you know, like dildo rocket coin or Andrew Tate coin like that shit ain't going to work, you know, yeah. and I hope that they regulate that part of the market because to me that's nonsense. That's what's making this very, very difficult to navigate. And that's what is making crypto um, unacceptable almost to sophisticated investors, real actual investors that have been in the stock market for 20, 30, 40 years. When they hear about like come rocket coin, they yeah. start to look at everything as being bullshit. Okay. It
2: discredits so it, discredits it's discred- it, right? it yeah.
1: Precisely. So I know people like to have fun with that stuff, and I'm not trying to take that fun away from people, but I'm just letting you know what creates a, a 95 to 98% loss in even good coins, like solid projects, is the fact that we have all this nonsense, all these scams. The entire NFT market was mostly just introduced to the world at the worst time. You know, so it's like I think it's really funny how it's all unfolding, but we get these symbols directly from the elite and their and their popular media. This is not hidden,
2: yeah, you know, just one last follow up here, so you mentioned something about jubilee, and uh, there was a question from one of our <clears throat> viewers asking if that's where all debts are forgiven. Is there anything you can comment on that, yeah. Uh, give him a little yeah, more. Yes,
1: so so Robert Robert asks a good question and technically yes Robert. So the way Jubilee works is biblical Jubilee is practiced on the seventh cycle of seven years, so on the 50th year after 49 years and that is when all debts are forgiven in the biblical perspective. And if you're uh, for instance enslaved or imprisoned, you're actually set free and you're given back the lands that were taken from you, okay? But the problem here is the people who are running this show do everything in reverse. Everything is opposites. Okay. So that's how this world works. Everything is inverted. It's like, you know, that show, uh, stranger things where we're in the upside down world. Like that's what we're in. We're in the upside down world where humans live on land, but we actually practice admiralty law. We practice maritime commerce law, the law of the sea. You know, and it's like, it's all just manipulated. So I believe that the one symbol of our age that answers Robert's question and, and further, you know, solidifies why the world is operating the way it does is the symbol of Lady Liberty in front of the court buildings. Lady Liberty is blindfolded and her scales are, her scales aren't balanced. That's a symbol of criminal justice. That's not a symbol of victim justice. And I've been talking about this more lately to expose that this is why everything is inverted. Like the scales are tipped in the elite's favor. So every definition that sounds positive is actually negative for the astrologers that are in this. If any of them are, are following people that are into following Zodiac, Jupiter is typically a positive thing. Jupiter is typically a sign of good luck but this entire year whenever we got any jupiter symbolism or anything tied to jupiter's numerology it was negative how was i able to determine that because that's it's all inverted when something is lucky in one way when you're looking at it through the money system or through law or through courts or through the control system it's always an inversion the entire stock market is ran by literal like emotionless bloodthirsty vampires They don't give a single fuck about you becoming rich. This is all manipulated by fiat currency, money created out of thin air. So people need to learn this. Uh, And that's why uh, Robert asked a great question. Yes, technically Jubilee is a positive thing, but in a market, no.
2: Awesome. Thank you. That was a great question there, Robert. Hopefully that answers uh, gives you a little more insight of what's to come. And, uh, abs, are you still there or did we lose you? Yes, yeah. Right. Sorry, um, I am back right now. And, Jordan, I got a quick question for you. When you're looking at, and we lost him again. <laughs> 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 oh, you gotta love technology. I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. But, uh, as we wait for him to come back there and we think about, um, so maybe, maybe
1: abs, maybe abs is like a, uh, a robot person and he's like short circuiting. <laughs>
0: Like some people I am some people have called me an NPC before. I've been called an NPC. It's, but it's the go. chat
3: AI. It's chat What's it's a chat AI that's actually hosting the show today? Jordan, yeah. the question I people... wanted to ask you was
0: when you look into 2023 and everybody's talking about the resolution of this XRP case, is there anything that you see from a numerology or a geometria standpoint mm. that leads you to believe that this could be a great year for XRP, specifically revolving yes. around the lawsuit?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome question. Remember, Ripple is water symbolism. Ripple has everything to do with the waters, okay? And we are moving into the year of the water rabbit. And this right. is, the rabbit is a symbol of the moon, of Luna, or Selene, or Selene. So we're moving into the year of the water moon. And everything about this market is already highly, uh, sorry, Crypto, the crypto market, everything about the crypto market is highly influenced by the lunar cycle. So, because rip, Ripple, uh, sorry, XRP is a cryptocurrency that trades in the market and it, it is a water symbol, um, it's definitely going to go through something in this year. It will, and because the Chinese New Year extend, the Chinese New Year extends past our Gregorian year. That means that it could happen between pretty much January twenty second all the way until uh, early twenty twenty four. And the 2024 year is a huge year for Ripple. I know that already, you know. But I, I'm answering your question about 2023. As for the resolution of the SEC case, it's like everyone wants to know this, and really, like it's just it's really hard to get into the the nitty gritty of it all because I think again, it's another distract. It's another big distraction to kind of extract as much energy from everyone to get people to want so badly for this event to come and. I, I, I think the theories, the conspiracy and all things that are tied to it are, are making a lot of people, uh, I don't know. I just think I, I think that people want those answers more than they actually want to learn about how this market operates and how this market works and how to actually learn how to become better investors. So my, my answer to it all is, is the 2023 year important for Ripple? Yes, absolutely. Is it the year that we're going to get the clarity on XRP regarding this SEC case? i would say 80% yes 20% no the reasoning is because 2024 has more power to it for xrp specifically than 2023 but 2023 yes it has a lot it has a lot going for it but last thing i'll say because people are probably like waters what do you mean more power what do you mean like i'll cl- i'll clarify that cuz that's probably a question people have the year of 2022 was tied to Jupiter symbolism, and Jupiter is directly tied to XRP, and everything regarding Jupiter was negative. So we see what it did to XRP. It did not help XRP. XRP had a shit year um, the entire year. It It did horrible performance. Okay, so I hope that helps people understand that each crypto is tied to a mythology, it's tied to an element, it's tied to numbers, it's tied to this numerological code. And when you learn more about that, you're going to be able to determine its performance. Uh, And the one thing that I want to disagree with that I hear a lot is people that believe that the SEC case coming to its conclusion is somehow going to create this meteoric rise in XRP. I don't necessarily believe this and I want people to understand that that is right. There is the exact thing that I said moments ago about why I don't like talking about the sec case because a majority of the content that's created around it is, is created is, is tied together with this theory that XRP is going to go straight to fucking a hundred dollars or some shit like that. And it's, trust me guys. Like, So could XRP instantaneously break out to price discovery after this event? Sure. Um, But I guarantee you, it's not going to be what a lot of people think. And I I just want people to be a little bit more relaxed um, about that whole theory. It's a cute cute theory, but I think it's not actually a sophisticated way of developing your own investment thesis.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, by the way, on that. Just so you know, I caught a lot of shit on this show about two weeks ago because I literally said, you know. After the lawsuit settlement, don't be surprised if we only see maybe go back to where it was maybe 70 cents, maybe a dollar if we're lucky. You know, and you know, I know people are hoping for three, five, ten, twelve dollars and even higher, but I agree with you, Jordan. I don't think, especially now, considering all the conditions of where we are, that we're going to see a monster run. I think we'll see a resetting of the base, maybe rather than we're going to see it
1: go straight to a dollar, it's going to go straight line to a dollar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's gonna be whales with a cell wall mm-hmm. to just cock slap you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 100 percent agree with you, man. I, I that's really it. Feel like that's that's happen.
1: how this works. Like it's yeah. gonna go straight, it's gonna go straight to ninety-eight RSI on the daily chart. It's gonna smack a dollar. It's probably yeah. gonna smack a very esoteric number, actually. It might hit like 123 or 120, yeah, like some yeah, shit yeah. like that. I'm not even gonna get into the prediction of it all, but I did right. tell people. I did tell people in my last two YouTube videos, and again, this isn't me trying to put myself on the line, but I do see if we're going to have an automatic rally for the crypto market, I do see a $1 XRP in 2023, at least. Um, hey, Johnny, Wilson we sitting at
0: 35 cents, that sounds pretty good right now, but I wanted <clears throat> to bring us back to the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago with Ben Armstrong. We talked about the catalyst that could come to lead us into some form of a price run. Two of the catalysts that we decided on were, one, banks using it for on-demand liquidity, which is going to take much more time, or number two, centralized exchanges going up and buying XRP so they're able to actually list it back on those exchanges. Waters, how do you feel about those assumptions?
1: Yeah, fine. I mean, the exchanges are the whales most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, who's going to be buying it all up? You think Michael is going to buy up a bunch of XRP? Like, clearly, no he's, he's anti. Nope. So... So, who do you think owns the most XRP? Like, I've been telling people this for a long time the whale of XRP is Ripple.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Ripple actually, and, and, and
1: it's it's, it's it. like Ripple, Ripple and Associates. <laughs> like that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ripple and their butt buddies, Ripple and the people they play golf with on the weekends, Ripple and their mothers and fathers and family members. Like that's what it is. The whales of this coin are literally the people associated with the coin, and I'm not even getting into the security thing or any of that shit. It's just this market. <clears throat> this market has so many ways of hiding these coins in, in whatever capacity, you know, that's why they want to regulate it because it's like the wild, wild West. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of opportunities for us to have, uh, an, a dollar XRP, but I think if we start to get into the three, four, dollars XRP in the year, 2023, that's less likely until we get to the very, very end of the year. So there's a, there's a potentiality. If we had the SEC case settle in like, uh, let's just say April, which would be crazy. And then we shoot up to a dollar and they give that the reason for it. I believe we'll probably go straight back down to like 30 cents again, (laughs) like in September. Oh yeah. Because it's, because it's structural and it's structural and it's what XRP you you, got. Okay. I don't want to brag or anything, but like, I have the one, the one, you know, I have the proof in my channel of being able to show with TA all of these moments of XRP hitting these highs and then returning right back down to similar price targets that I've discovered with TA. It's been happening since the creation of my channel. And I am very true? good. I am very good at decoding XRP and predicting its price action. That is one thing I will say publicly. It's been something that I've been able to to wrap my head around very uh, easily, actually. And well, waters, I
0: can remember back in, I believe it was late 2021 when you were calling out saying that you know we were at a dollar and everybody was saying we're never gonna see below a dollar again for XRP. There were all these different narratives. The biggest mistake I made was not having gratitude for where we were at the time. Now that we're sitting at a 34, 35 cent XRP, that yeah. dollars that one dollar XRP sounds amazing, but I remember when we got yep. to a dollar ninety. I was extremely ungrateful. I was sitting there. I was waiting for all-time highs. I was waiting for that $5, $10 mark, and I will not make that mistake again. So even though I may not love the fact that you're saying it's going to go to a dollar and we're going to have a regression from there, I do agree, and I will act accordingly regardless of how I feel about my overall narrative.
1: We'll That's right. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many ways to, to go about how to play this market, and I think it comes back to developing an investment. Or having an exit strategy. When we're specifically having this conversation right here, it's all about exit strategy. So what I did yeah. back when XRP was going up to $1.80, $1. ninety, is that when it was at $0.20, cents, I already had an exit strategy in plan and I, I, I did it. I actually went according to what I planned. And the worst thing about a plan is when you don't utilize it. Like if you want to lose weight and like do have like a better body composition and you only... Follow the diet for two weeks and then you get off the diet. What do you expect? Like you're never going to get results. (laughs) So a market, a market is mostly a waiting game. And whilst you're in a waiting game, why don't you take advantage of that waiting time to develop a plan? But then when that waiting game is over and you actually see these prices come to fruition, trade your plan. And the number one reason why most people fail in this market is because even if they do create a plan, they're like anxious to take action with it. And to me, that's like, it would be like, uh, saying I want to go on a camping trip. And when I get, I get in my car, I pack my everything, get my food ready, all that shit. And then when I get to the campsite, I just, am like, you know what? Today's not the day. And then I turn around (laughs) and go back home.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just want to comment one thing, Wardus, you are 100% right. And this is important for our listeners. So coach in the Academy, if you're part of the Academy, you, you, we got exit plans in there. So we all created our own. And at one point Cardano hit one of my targets. And I remember the day that I, I said, okay, I'm going to stick to my plan." I typed the order and I had it all set and I, I couldn't hit the freaking ed, ed, enter button. I didn't want to hit it because of that stupid thing called FOMO, fear of missing out. And then I remember coach saying he had the same issue, but he's like, nope, I created a plan. I'm going to follow it. And he hit the enter button. I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it too. I hit the enter button. And you know what? It was the best thing I ever did because at the time I think Cardano was around a dollar fifty-two bucks. And look where it is today. So I'm super grateful that I stuck to the plan. It's so important, guys. If you create a plan, there's a reason why you created it. Whenever you get in something, you should know how to get out. Stick to your plan. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, I
3: think I sold the top of H-bar because of Waters Above, because of the Gamatria. What was that? 50 59 cents or yeah, something. Yeah, we got we got but,
1: 56 cents. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so...
3: I was able to, 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 to sell that top. So that was a pretty good call.
0: Water's yeah, just that was crazy. The last two things I wanted to get from you is one, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. And we're showing this pre- uh, historic price chart for XRP. What are you anticipating from this front? Do you believe we'll ever see a day for XRP? Will we rally the way we have previously before? Now, I don't believe we'll see 70,000%. But earlier in the episode, you you did say you believe there are projects that will do that. Does XRP fall into that category?
1: Yeah. Well, XRP is heavily suppressed down in price. And if it didn't have that SEC thing kick in, I believe we would have seen a normal bull run cycle for XRP. But with that throwing like a wrench in the plans, um, yeah, we saw what it did. It, It barely made it up to two bucks. So I think that there is an opportunity for XRP to have a dual cycle which is what it did in the last, you see this super long arduous trading range that you're getting from like 2014 all the way up to 2017. And then it makes two, it makes basically a double cycle. This is not normal. This is not normal in the stock market, but this is some shit that uh, it happens when something has been trading sideways for a really, 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 really long time. In crypto, it just tends to be a very over-exaggerated version of this. But I think that like, you know, there's, there's probability for XRP in twenty by 2025 to make it up to 22, 23 dollars.
0: That's fascinating. And Johnny Crypto, I'm not sure if you had any additional comments there. If not, I have a question about centralized currencies. I want to close this out on. Yeah, no, keep rolling. Beautiful. So Waters, we always talk about this narrative coming to fruition where decentralized is bad, centralized currencies are good, and you have a very unique perspective. So from your perspective, what do you believe? How do we get there, right? Are they going to collapse one of these major currencies? How are they going to convince us that we should be using centralized, you know, uh, central bank-backed currencies as opposed to these decentralized products we have today?
1: There's no convincing. They force it on you.
2: Hmm. Got it.
1: When they it's took us off funny. the gold, when they took us off the gold standard, do you think they went around with a survey, being like, "Hey, uh, we're surveying a thousand houses in this neighborhood this week. Uh, we're thinking about taking your dollar off the gold standard. How do you guys feel about that?" Oh, you mm. don't, you don't want it. Okay, we'll take that into consideration. We'll bring that back to the federal government and see. There, it's not a democracy, brother. Right. There's nothing democratic yep. about this. It's literally they do it whatever they, they want to do
3: is on why they did it right. No, they, they do justify it. it they and then they just, how it's it, right? good
2: for yeah. you. It's good for the economy. You saw Nixon, he well, came out, save the dollar. We need to remove it off the gold standard. Oh, really? Yeah, That's well, what he said.
1: The thing, the thing that people need to remember <laughs> is that the federal reserve system is not government. It's a private right. institution. The IRS is not government. It's a private institution. The world economic forum is private. The World Health Organization is private. The United Nations is private, and they're they are the ones that are running this show. Your I money read. system, your money system is not ran by your government. It is the Federal Reserve system. So when they want to make the changes, they don't ask you for permission. You you we all just have to go along with it. And I think that's what's important right now about people when they come to this. Like, um, what's what's the best way of putting this? It's like. Don't worry about being a contrarian at this time. Just learn the rules so that you could break them uh, without getting caught. You could break them effectively. You know, like that's really what this has always been. And I think that there's a big narrative that worked with Bitcoin and crypto back in like up till maybe 2018 when Bitcoin went up to like 20K. There was this moment that we all believed that it was decentralized. We really did believe it was decentralized. Like, there was this belief system, and that was where, like, the patriotic type person was promoting it. You know, we had people being like, oh, there's uh, privacy coins, Monero, it's good, you know, it's private. Like, people need to understand that there's nothing private about the internet. Nothing. You think that Monero is private? I guarantee you that coin was probably made by the CIA. So you need a, you need to learn about this shit. Like everyone needs to learn that it's the internet. There's nothing DeFi about it. There's no decentralized finance. There's It's all backed by fiat money. It's all yeah. backed by the same bullshit that comes from a private organization. Here's the thing. When you want to sell your Bitcoin or your XRP, what are you selling it for? You're selling it for fiat. And then we're just back to the So for me, the way to debunk all of it Is just go to the origins of it You know, like it just starts at the origins What is this coming from? It's coming from fiat and it's going back to fiat So this is really When, if you want to be sophisticated About what cryptocurrency actually is It's fiat It's fiat that has a conversion. It has a conversion phase into some fairy dust on the blockchain, and then it goes back to its original form. That's all it is. You have money, that fiat money, you convert it with whatever bullshit technology this is, and then it gets reconverted back again. There is no, you know, who cares if it's decentralized or centralized? It's going right back to fiat, the most centralized bullshit printed by one institution. So that really. that that really just kind of like it ends all debates on all things. And it's impossible to, to you can't say I'm wrong with that because that's the fact. And Waters,
0: that reminds me of the conversation we had before the show when you talked about Charles hotkinson and how he actually referenced the cryptocurrency order is the new world order. And you just painted the picture right there of how they're moving the fiat system into a way that they can print into infinity and they don't have to do it in dollars. But we got 458 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. And I wanted to go right back to that point there, Waters. You talked about the new world order. Why don't you break it down? How does crypto play a role? And guys like Charles Hoskins and David Swartz, they may not be who we think they are.
1: Well, you know, anyone who's on the world stage that has the opportunity to be a well-known player behind a big technology that's influential and they have the ability to influence people, they are controlled. So you name somebody who has the ability to influence people, it's because they're allowed the platform to do such. The moment you start speaking real facts and real truth and exposing reality and start setting people's minds free, like when you start helping people become free thinkers that's where the silencing and that's where you're unable to have the opportunity to, to be on those platforms. So I think like in, in essence, I'm not entirely sure about the David Schwartz character. I haven't gone into him in depth, nor do I really care to, but, and I'm not big on the assumption game. I just know that when you are in cahoots with Washington, DC, that's essentially saying that you're in cahoots with the beast system. Hmm. You know, this is the beast system. Like, if you think of the Babylon system, it goes back to these guys. Like, this is the military control of the global order. And it's all in, it's all working with the Vatican and it's all working with the city of London. So that's all this is, you know, like, and it's all kind of controlled by the, the, the eye of the pyramid is the United Nations for what we have to deal with as human beings. And then above that, you start getting into royal bloodlines. So, I mean, for me, they're all just there to play their part and they're playing their part accordingly. That's, that's how it is.
0: Are these, really quickly, are these the modern-day Rockefellers? Are these the modern-day, you know, um, think. give me another name, Johnny Rothschilds? Like, Is that who we're witnessing, or are these what you're stating, just paid actors who are allowed to be in front of us and then reap the rewards of that process?
1: Well, of course, they're paid actors, but I think a better way of putting it is they're useful actors. Elon okay. Musk is a useful actor. Andrew Tate is a useful actor you know, like these individuals, they're useful. They have the ability to influence people with their, with their mind and with their, with their ability to speak. So this is what's most important for people to see is you can take truth away from everyone. You could take truth away from Andrew Tate. You could take truth away from Kanye West. You could take truth from David Ike or whomever. Just don't start believing in these individuals as your saviors. Don't think that because XRP goes up in price that it's because because David Schwartz is a good guy. And I think that's what too many people are manipulated into that. They just think that, oh, the price is going up. Praise Brad Garlinghouse. And it's like, bro, you got to wake up. Like These coins can go up without any of that going on. You can still become a successful investor without worshiping these technocrats. And believe it or not, when you learn about the implementation and the protocol of what all this will lead to at the end, these technocrats are not here for your freedom. They're, they're a useful influencer to move us further into enslavement if you actually look at what's going on. So I think it's important that people remove the worship from these technocrats. When we watched 2021's bull market come to its finality was with the supreme worship of Elon Musk. And for me as a person on, uh, you know, creating my channel around that time and trying to help people, it was really sad. It was really sad to watch so many people just be worshiping a player character that has never spoken to them in real life, that has never actually directly helped them. People would spend more time worshiping Elon Musk than they would taking care of their own children just because of shiba inu or dogecoin or whatever the fuck was going on and that oh, to cool. me right there that shows the state of consciousness of humanity at this time it's at a really like it's at an underdeveloped stage and perhaps you know this group that we're speaking to now my community your community combining over these years uh, is part of the change you know it's really part of that tran- transcending this type of belief uh, mechanism towards money because money is not here to it's not here for what you think it is, you know, and it's a useful tool, but it's also a, a useful destruction weapon. And cryptocurrency is a part of that by, and if anyone disagrees, they have a lot more work to do in regards to their research.
3: Dude, and that is the clear pill right there. And that's why I love you, bro. That is the clear
2: pill. <laughs> yeah. And with that said, yeah. I, I think we lost abs officially yeah. once again, but we are, uh, we are already uh, over way over time, so at this point, uh, Gonzo, do you have any last questions for? Uh, now nah, that's
3: it. You can end it on one one one. That's I'm going to end
2: at. it at one one one. There's a significant number, bro. Well, so we always like to see. You know, first of all, I would like to thank you know Gonzo for joining the show and Waters above, especially. Thank you for joining the show today. We uh we appreciate. It. We love you guys, and as we always like to say, Warriors rise. Get your shit together, baby. Let's go. Let's go. And waters we'd love to see you. We'll have you on again for sure. Thank you for joining.
1: Yeah, gotta have you on. Appreciate you having me on.